What's up, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Jamoke Davis here with Chris Gehring, Jacob Rehm, and Zach Rosen. We're here in Capital One Arena as the Wizards are on the road getting ready to take on Oklahoma City tonight. We have a great pod for you. Coming up later in the show, we have Andrew Sharp from Sports Illustrated. He will talk about the NBA and his thoughts on the Washington Wizards. They've been in the news lately. The biggest news, the All-Star Game. Bradley Beal's going to his first. John Wall going to his fifth. We are very excited to be going there, um, not just... Well, actually, just one of us is going, to be fair. I know. I was going to say, well, I'm really <laughs> bummed out about that. I'm a little bit... I mean... A representative. We'll have two representatives. We'll have two representatives in the pod. Jeremy will yeah, be there, yeah, yeah. and Zach will be going to his... Zach's making his all-star debut along yes, with Brad. along with Brad. Brad. Brad and I together. So we are going to focus on Zach Rosen's first experience at All-Star <laughs> no, versus Bradley Beal. I will be, I will be excited for, I will be excited for Zach to come back after the All-Star break. Yeah, to give us his thoughts and his experiences, and we'll definitely have to get. Uh, yep. Maybe we'll do a full-on interview with I think uh, Zach Rosen. I think we should. A little. We should have Brad interview me. Yeah, I, that's right. I'm going to be very disappointed if you and Jeremy don't come back with a lot of stories. And maybe doing some impromptu potting while you're out there. There may be know? potting on the road. We've discussed yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but you never know. There's always the appropriate times to pot and the inappropriate times to pot. <laughs> when in L.A., you never know which L.A. <laughs> L.A. is going to be a doozy. I don't even know why that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So we'll start with All-Star. Just how excited you are that they were both named uh, on the reserves. Um, and and, and Beal's going to do three-point contests. Jacob, that's exciting. NBA Saturday night is a ton of fun. My my favorite All Star memory, um, and m- much more so than the games, is the night that Brad came in second in the three point contest and John won the dunk dunk contest. That's like probably one of my top five most fun nights um, working here. Um, and so I'm very excited that Brad's going to participate again. Hopefully, John will be out there to support him. I'm sure he will be. Um, so and and Brad just being involved in the whole weekend is. It's going to be awesome for him, going to be awesome um, for us as an organization. We haven't had two All-Stars in a very long time. Yeah. And so, and, and John, during our, we um, we rolled the Facebook Live with them right after the uh, the announcement. And um, John closed by saying how excited he was to raise his jersey with Brad at center court um, as Ted gives it to him with another, yeah, with, his, be, with his, with his, quote, road dogs. Yeah. Um, with his quote road dog, yeah. and so uh, I think that them going together, uh, and the crazy part is that they might not be on the same team. Yeah, I think that's one of the most it could be one of the most interesting storylines of the weekend. Is I I'm kind of want them to be on separate teams. I kind of want to see John go one on one with Brad. My my crazy here is that <laughs> no, I, is that they want to I think because Brooks doesn't really let them do that in practice because they play so much together on the floor. So. I think before the season, preseason training camp, they would be on different teams. But yeah. when the season gets going, no. So, yeah, the, I mean, they're both very competitive. It would be funny to watch. I think this format is going to make it – I hope that this format will make the, the All-Star game a little extra fun to watch because mm-hmm. obviously there have been criticisms of it being kind of like, you know, kind of like a walkthrough and kind of stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I think that both of them – I think especially – with you know, with the picks and everybody knows, you know, everybody will know who picked who. I want it to and be who live. picked who when. Uh, yeah, I think, I think we'll everybody there. wants. It. Yeah, I think I think we'll maybe get not there. this year, but next year we will. Yeah, I think we'll get there and like this this format. Hopefully, will breathe some new life into the game. But sure. speaking of Saturday night, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's just going to be like 
the dunk contest really um, good it's going to be really really good mm-hmm. the three point is always one of my favorites and it's kind of like you know in just, in baseball the home run derby is great the it's better Saturday than the home night, run derby it's better than the home run derby what i'm saying is the the saturday night saturday i would night compare so competitions are all the, really the exciting. best the best saturday night in pro sports in my opinion is what the NHL has done with that skills competition. Mm-hmm. The NBA's is is which more, is happening this weekend. It is NHL All Star game Tampa in Tampa. The, NH, yep. the NBA's is is more is more watched and is more electric and more celebrities and stuff like that. But the NHL has that down right. I think they do a good job with their All Star game. Um, yeah. And the going back to the fact that you know we might see Wall and Beal play against play against each other. There are precious few teams in this league. That have multiple all stars when mm-hmm. they're only twenty four. You have yeah. one team that got four. Was Russell Westbrook okay with that? I didn't. I didn't catch no, that. I don't think so. I, <laughs> there, there's one on that Golden State Warriors team that I will always say I don't uh, marginal all star, but they keep picking them in the all star game. But so how many? How many Zaza? teams? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out He's to referring to KD. I'm pretty sure. Oh <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many teams have two all stars? So it's. Boston, Us? Cleveland, Boston, Cleveland. Are they teammates? I don't I even don't know. know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's it from the east. Oh, no, Toronto. So Toronto. The, so oh, that's true. Toronto. East. And then Minnesota has two. They have Butler and Towns. Houston only got one. Uh, OKC only got one. Golden State had four. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it too. Yeah. Minnesota, Golden State, Washington, Cleveland, Boston, Toronto. And there are a lot of teams in the West that didn't get anyone that are pretty good teams. So. Uh, oh, New Orleans. New Orleans oh, man. Yeah. I'd like to see uh, Boogie and Davis go at it down low. Yeah, well, the thing, that, the thing that I love about New Orleans getting to is we talk a lot about how the big man's going away, and yet they the two the best two big men, I think, in the NBA are mm-hmm. on the exact same team, and, and it's going to be fun to see them both starting together, the Twin Towers going up. Five, who's going to check Joel Embiid if they're on, if the, they're same on the same team. team? That's true, too. Embiid, yeah. I don't know. It, I think it, it's kind of disappointing also that the two captains have to pick from the starters because I think it, it's more interesting when there's a bigger pool. But I don't think there's any doubt that Seth and LeBron are going to pick, you know, a mix of KD, Giannis, uh, and those guys. I and mean, they're the best. So they want those guys on their teams. And Steph said he doesn't want Giannis dunking on him, so it sounds like he's going to pick him. LeBron's going to pick KD to mess with Steph. I mean, it's all fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm interested to see if LeBron will pick Kyrie. And that's if, the, and that's if, the biggest uh, question Steph I have. Steph will put Russ and KD on the same team or with LeBron, too. I doubt it. Yeah. Although, remember the All-Star game last year when Westbrook or Durant, one of them threw an alley-oop to the other. It was really fun, and everyone was getting around it. But, I mean, yeah. there's no love lost there. So Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I also hope that we see John and Boogie on the same team. I think that would be cool. If yeah. Yeah. Got to play together, and oh, maybe so him fun. and AD as well. You know, the Kentucky boys that we all know that they stay close. Um, Towns is another one, obviously. Um, so a lot of different little storylines that we'll see once we see the draft picks. And I hope that in coming years it'll be it'll be televised. I hope it'll be, like, part of All-Star Weekend. I think yeah. it would be really cool, a great way to kick off the weekend. Um, L.A. is the best city, too. Yeah, I, I mean, like it's, it's going to be an awesome, it. it's it's be an awesome weekend. The performers, the yeah. the events, um, you keep know, your head music, all that head on stuff. a swivel, man. Always. It's going to be really Rosen, good. There's going to be famous see out people there? everywhere. So yeah, what celebrity? Yeah, what celebrity are you like? Oh my gosh, they're all they uh, all already live there, so it's yeah. going to be easy enough. It's going to be that's great. a tough question, but you know, I, 
Jeremy Hyman's definitely on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the. Uh, we haven't seen him in as long as I haven't <laughs> seen those, you those celebrities. Him, you will need to be on the lookout sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes Jeremy just kind of. You know, <laughs> yeah, he'll be on his own. <laughs> I'll be, you know, I'll be with the angry man conglomerate, yeah. Will McKinley. Yeah. Go to Yannick, the go, go to the celebrity Miller. game, and uh, get as many celebrities as you can to do uh, off the bench promos for us. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good one. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah kind of like the you know him. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just ask them. Have you listened to Off the Bench? Just that's that's all you have to ask them. Like, no, I haven't. Well, I'll like, find some of our recurring guests. Yeah. Too. yeah. <laughs> so that'll be that's fun. That's the other thing. It's also a good opportunity for us. Like it's it's obviously a who's who in media, in um, you know, people who are our counterparts at other teams. It's just an awesome weekend to go and meet people. There's all these there's all these really cool events where you get to meet all the big J's and all of the social people. And obviously you see players and celebrities. And blah, I think blah, that blah. legends That's breakfast really cool. would be really cool. I don't yeah. have anything yeah. to go to. I mean, we've interviewed some and I've met some, but to, to meet like, the greats is that special. Cause yeah. you may never get an o- another opportunity to do that. So, yep. So, uh, as we mentioned, Bradley Beal is getting his first opportunity to go to the all-star game. Uh, it's his, First one other than Wall since Karan Butler and Antoine Jameson, who were teammates. How you mentioned it's been a while since we had teammates. That was 07-08. Jameson and Karan, that was New Orleans. I was there. That was a lot of fun. Um, and so it'll wow, be you a good there. time. You're I know. Guy. I, I've been yep. with this organization. Rosen, I'm pretty sure, was in, time. what, fifth grade? What, fifth what year was that? 07 <laughs> Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, was my, that was my, my bar mitzvah year. That was my, that was my senior year of college. <laughs> wow. Not going to reveal our ages, though. Well, <laughs> pretty Wall sure we just did. <laughs> <laughs> Love the Wall, bar mitzvah name drop. Yeah. <laughs> Wall became just the second player in franchise history to make five consecutive All Star appearances. I was Albert actually going to. I was going to. I was going to talk about that. I mean, we're talking a lot about um, about Brad making his first All Star game, but to make five consecutive All Star games in this league, not very many players yeah. do that. And for John to have done that now is wildly impressive. Mm-hmm. It really is, especially when I feel like we all can say to an extent, Bradley Beal's been under the radar for a while. I think people know John Wall, but his dominance as a point guard and as an all-star, sometimes I feel like it can be lost when you're not in this D.C. area. It's like, no, we have a legitimate guy who's been to multiple all-star games, and at least the league recognizes how good he is. Back to the regular scope. Go ahead, Chris. Well, gonna say just something? one more note. We know that obviously John has won the fan vote before, but it's also impressive that it's also reassuring, reaffirming, however you want to say it, for him to get the coach's vote year after year. The respect that he has around the league, we all know that players around the league respect him as well, But um, and we know that his player votes were, were fairly high as well. But – that's that's cool to get to mm-hmm. have a player like that who you know has has respect around the league for just consistently being one of the best point guards in a lot of different ways. Um, it's good. It's really good for him, and obviously for Brad, this was a long time coming, and we've we get to watch him every day and understand how good he is. But this year to get that recognition is is really important and, and good for him, and. It'll be exciting to see him in the to see him in the game and the three point shootout place where he's been before. So, yeah. One Brandon more note Beal. about <clears throat> dra- or televising the the draft. Mark Stein from the New York Times said that the intention was to televise the draft, but the union pushed back on it. The so union, they're, so they're not wow. doing it this year. Okay, I think so the NBA was maybe, maybe they're on board. waiting for some uh, 
animosity around the league to settle down, perhaps. I'm not hmm. sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Been some headlines. Well, Man, you know, the NHL they always gave the uh, they give the last pick a car. Yeah. Back in the day when they did it. I don't think any of these players need would need a car. I don't think the NHL guys did either. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know. Phil Kessel. No, okay. who was the guy a few years ago who was like a nobody who got voted to the All Star game? Oh, it was the the fighter. Um, yeah. Yeah. See, he needed a car. Yeah, that guy needed. A that car. guy needed a He's car. He's not making a ton of money. I don't know if these. Players Tom, they still make plenty right, of money. We'll get Tom it's Wilson more a car. that the level <laughs> of car that I think the NBA player may want what, a Kia? is different. Yeah, yeah definitely a Kia. Although, I think give a Kia. Isn't hey, LeBron league sponsor. And Blake Griffin sponsor. jumped over at Kia. Yeah. Blake Griffin. Please, that is the mo- That was my worst experience at All Star. Javale McGee John Scott. was robbed. John Scott. Yeah, Javale McGee guy. was robbed. He dunked two basketballs. On different, r- I bet every time you see Javale, you you bring this up. I do, I yeah. do. And then he dunked three basketballs with the help of John. Yeah. He dunked a ball with each hand, and then John lobbed a ball in he the air, and Javale McGee dunked well, the third ball. He should have jumped over a car and dunked him at the he same should time. Have. Yeah. He should have. That would have helped. And had a choir, and I can't remember people who knew, threw the ball. People knew to Javale McGee after that, though. Yeah. Yeah. But now he's a championship ring. This year's dunk contest is going to be awesome. It is. It is. I'm really looking forward to it. I think yeah. we should recreate a dunk contest here. Maybe the with the trampoline. Yeah, I yeah. think we should. Like That'd the media yeah. ones that we do at the yeah. end of the season. Let's try that. Let's try that. All of us are going to participate in that this year and see how well we do with, with actually playing basketball. So back to basketball, the regular season. The Wizards coming off a tough loss at Dallas now face a team that they have not won in Oklahoma City the entire time that the Seattle Supersonics have been moved to Oklahoma and become the Thunder. The Wizards do not, two build, have not won there. Two buildings that um, uh, in uh, back-to-back games with Dallas and Oklahoma City that they've never won in since I've been working here in seven years. And that's that's going to be a daunting task, especially with the way that – How many have they won in a row? Oklahoma City has – they haven't won there since. Oh, in general, now, how many of Oklahoma, Oklahoma City won in a row? I think they have the they longest. Have the, they have the longest winning yeah. streak in the NBA they right now. The yeah. Second best record in the last fifteen games to the Warriors in the NBA. So it's going to be a tall order, but we obviously will hope that they're going to win. It's actually one of only three there's, teams. That's, that they're a, that's be a hot playing. take that there we hope a, the Wizards are going to win. Yeah, <laughs> there's definitely a recipe to beat them. I mean, and maybe we have. They it. don't like. Yeah, they don't like passing the ball a lot because look at who's on their team. Like mm-hmm. Their assist ratio is not great outside of Westbrook, which means if you can get them to play hero ball and take tough mid-range shots. But they've been, shot. doing, they've been doing better with that lately. I mean, no, Melo's been, been buying in a little bit more. and it, The bottom line for them is like, yes, you zero in on the big three, but they have other guys that can well, kill you. Well, Steven Adams, Adams is, is – uh, he's so underrated and so good. And then – He went to Pitt. I'm – Thank you. Pitt. Yeah, Shout but he's not. Pitt. He's Australian. Is that why Pitt's, <laughs> Pitt's like twenty-eight point underdogs to every team they play this year? Pitt played. Pitt played NC State tough last night. They had a lead almost the whole way, and then they lost. Oh, yeah. well, good job. They they tough. literally threw that game away at the end. It was actually it was actually quite astonishing. Um, they ended up losing by four. Um, and you know Roberson and I mean Roberson. You good can role see, players. I mean he is his defensive he'll acumen. On, he'll be on Brad all is, game. Is he's yeah. healthy now, right? Yeah, he's back. Um, his he's unbelievable. And, um, I I I hearken back to the game um against Philly, where we fouled Ben Simmons on like eleven consecutive possessions, and you wonder if there's a scenario where you see that tonight <laughs> with Roberson. Although I don't know if uh, if they'd have the same inclination to leave him on the floor that whole time the way uh, 
uh, Brett Brown yeah. left Simmons yeah, on the floor. Not. Yeah, yeah. But I, this game is important to the team because, of course, Scott Brooks. This was his last stop. I mean, last year, the Wizards had a chance to win. Russ had some really great late game heroics in Oklahoma City, but Scott got a really great ovation there. I'm except I'm expecting him to get another one tonight. Uh, but the last time these two teams played was really bizarre game in wild. D.C. The Thunder missed 40 million consecutive shots. 24 straight shots they missed and had five turnovers. So I think outside of free throws, the Wizards went on this 38-7 to run to win the game. And you'll see a highlight we're running today on social was the score was like 84-57 when we, this highlight happened. Mm-hmm. So the highlight is yeah, oh, like so good. The play, one of the plays of the year. John's between the leg pass back to Otto, Otto. who slams it yeah. home. So, I don't as much as the Wizards may have struggled in OKC, I think last year they blew them out one game, and mm-hmm. they sh- probably should have won the other game in OKC. Russ came back and just... Was it overtime? Huge, yeah, it was overtime, and I think it was a road trip. The Wizards were just, by the end of the game, they were tired. But mm-hmm. key to the game is the paint, for sure. Steven Adams has been averaging five offensive rebounds a game, and then you just got to make them play hero ball. I mean, defensively, I don't think the Wizards have played that poorly. Like, in Dallas, they they just missed a lot of shots and got blown out, but their defense was good for the most part. Mm -hmm. So I think the offense is always there. They were getting good looks. It didn't sound like Scott Brooks was disappointed by the shot selection or anything like that. It was just, it wasn't falling. Like, he was way more mad after Charlotte than than Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, the, the Thunder are one of three teams the Wizards have yet to face this season. Pacers and Spurs are the other two. The two teams will meet twice in the next five days. The quickest turnaround Washington has with the Western Conference team this season. Yeah, we'll yeah. have them back here for district, uh, for the debut of our, of our city the edition. District Jersey, of the Columbia. District of Jersey, Columbia. Jersey edition. Yeah. Um, It'll be it'll be good. This is a different Thunder team than the Wizards have faced. I would also point out that the la- that there was, was it two seasons ago now where the the Wizards played really well in OKC and w- Russell Westbrook hit an unbelievable like just it wasn't a prayer but it was a late game three that 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 turned the game and I just I think that the Wizards will certainly not forget that John Wall is. Always up to the challenge against a guy like Russell Westbrook. We know that Russell Westbrook also loves to step up when he's playing top point guards. And so that'll be a great battle. The OKC's bench is um, interesting. You know, Ray Felton, Terrence Ferguson can throw it down. Ray Felton was great the other night against the really Knicks. Really good. He's a great, he's a, he's a really good veteran point against guard. Who? The Knicks? The Nets. 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 Um, but still, the Nets. <laughs> but still, the, yeah. So I oh, that was against the Nets, wasn't yeah. it? No, we'll cut that part. <laughs> <laughs> but they have they have different guys that'll that'll make it hard. And obviously, the big three are the big three plus Stephen Adams is who you worry about. And my so, my, uh, favorite, my favorite my favorite my favorite Wizards Thunder memory was long before either of you guys were here, and it was back when we were when we were bad. Um, but uh, a young Bradley Beal hit a. Uh, hit a buzzer beater from the free throw line to beat a very good Oklahoma City team when they had Russ and KD. Um, Overtime, 106-105. What game, what year was that? 2013, November 2013. We weren't that bad that year. Playoff team. Then that wasn't the, I don't think that was. 44-38? I don't think that was the year then. Maybe previous Um, season? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be. This is great with radio. For for the Wizards also, 
hopefully Otto's healthy enough. I mean, he practiced. Uh, it was in full. it was it was the year before. It was uh, oh, January okay. 2013. So he practiced in full yesterday, and he should be January good 7, to go. 2013. But he has to guard Paul George, who has been amazing. I mean, he was a huge All Star snub. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's tough in the crowded West. But the way he's shooting the three ball this year is what has stuck out. He's shooting the same percentage from three as he is from the field overall. So you have to watch him. They've been setting a ton of screens when he's uh, like off ball and then just having him pull up can, like at the same time he catches, just catch and shoot, yep. and he's been draining shots from the top of the key. So um, the Wizards have had a lot of days to scout this team. They know they have to play them again and on Tuesday, so uh, I think they'll be prepared. Yeah. Let's hope that they are prepared, and I hope you are prepared, WizKids, for what's coming up next. We will have Andrew Sharp from Sports Illustrated. We'll talk with Chris Gehring and Zach Rosen on the other side of the break. Stay tuned, WizKids. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Zach Rosen here with Chris Gehring. And on the phone we have from Sports Illustrated and the Open Floor Podcast, Andrew Sharp, returning guest. How are you, man? What's going on? How you guys doing? No, we're kicking it. We're uh, good. We're hanging out. The team is gone forever. So so here we are. <laughs> we're sitting in a room talking about them. You know, I actually just realized that they – it does feel like the team has been on the road for like a couple weeks. I don't know how long it's actually been. But they come back to play OKC on uh, next Tuesday. So that, yeah. that'll be fun. And then the Warriors and the Celtics are in town the next couple weeks. It's – It'll it'll heat up around Verizon Center or Capital One Center. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get good. It has been almost exactly two weeks, and like, it's been just a long time. There've been there's two two day breaks on this trip, and then there's a two day break after it. So it's just like, you know, we just need some basketball. But yeah, but we're getting it. We're we're getting there. So it hasn't been well, the smoothest road trip, but I was gonna say the the extra time has allowed some like negativity to fester. So <laughs> not only do we need basketball, but we need some some wins here. And uh, I don't know, it's it's been a rough couple of weeks. I am really looking forward to. I mean, I, I would say that like it's hard to imagine the season getting any worse than it has been over the last week or two for the wizards. Um, it just, everybody has been kind of a mess and, uh, Otto is hurt right now. And I like more than anything, this I'm, I'm looking forward to sort of turning the corner on the current chapter because it's, it has been exceptionally dark. For sure. And I, I think the team is ready to turn that page too. And, and kind of just take it back onto the court. Uh, all the stuff that's happened off the court, you know, I think, thank God for Cleveland, who has made the Wizards look a little <laughs> a little less, uh, in, in a little less of an unfortunate situation. But for the Wizards, I think that it's very under control. Maybe a lot of people outside the situation are just reading things and reading a little too much into what's going on. But from what we understand, it, nothing, you know, out of the ordinary besides just a slump is happening, really. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, number one, you mentioned Cleveland. It's true. <laughs> like, the Wizards could always be the Cavs, who are engulfed in even more chaos and even more long-term uncertainty. And uh, and it does – it is nice knowing that at least there's, like – it hasn't gotten that bad. Although, 
the, the Cavs won a title two years ago, so <laughs> that title probably makes everything worth it. Um, but in general, for me, I think, you know, we're going to find out about John Wall this year, and, like, this is this is some of the most adversity he has had as a, as a pro. Um, and, and I know he's an all-star, but I don't think he really deserved to make the all-star team, and, I, and he just hasn't been playing well. For the for most of the season, and so as a reporter, as a as someone who grew up as a Wizards fan, like I think we're gonna find out the next couple months, like what type of franchise player he's gonna be, and uh, and I, I'm I'm really interested to see how he how he responds down the stretch this season because I, I think a lot of what's gone wrong has started with him and and can be solved with him and and you know he has the talent so um so as far as like turning the corner i think it's going to start with him yeah i i totally agree and i and i think that that while he is hyper competitive and you know i think sometimes we see that on the floor we see that you know in in post game and things like that I also think that at the heart of it, I think he also he also recognizes that, and I think that these next these next string of games where, you know, OKC is tonight in OKC, then you get the Thunder again, you have Toronto coming here, you have Boston coming here, um, down in, in February once we get there, I think those are games, and I hope that we'll see when he sees Russell Westbrook across the floor when he sees. Kyrie and Kyle Lowry, Dennis Schroeder, too. Dennis Schroeder <laughs> in Atlanta, who we know a little bit about, and he knows plenty about. I hope that 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 kind of cult, like that, kind of brings it out of him, and I hope that that you know that his teammates kind of rally around that. The All Star selections are, you know, have been you know debated at at you know to great lengths already, and I and I hope that I. I the, all the social media stuff is like obviously very superficial with all these teams and all these guys like who congratulates who and who does what but I also think that hopefully the the selections for both of them specifically Bradley Beal will kind of rally this team as well and and we'll see you know it's all we're, we're all about to find out and kind of a critical stretch here with we're kind of in like an NBA twilight zone with just a ton of weird stuff going on and so we'll 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 find out soon enough yeah, there's a ton of weird stuff going on. It's been wild all over the league. And, uh, you know, as far as the Wizards specifically are concerned, I I think it's a good sign that the team is as unhappy and pissed off about the way things are and the way things have gone this season as fans are. For sure. And, uh, I mean, it's so, like, nobody within the locker room is – complacent and says oh it's it's fine that they're I, I guess they're probably in sixth or seventh place right now and uh like it's this isn't acceptable to anybody and um you know I think down the stretch the like everyone has said the schedule gets tougher but I I also think that that there's an opportunity there for the Wizards to remind people that like when everyone's healthy they still have more talent than almost anybody in the East and now especially with Cleveland kind of falling apart here um, there's going to be an opportunity it just is a, is a matter of sort of 
Wall getting getting into the right place and uh, Otto Porter getting healthy because especially with the way the roster is constructed right now, like those Wall, Beal, and Otto need to be hitting on all cylinders for the team to really have a chance of hitting its ceiling. And uh, and Otto was was fantastic for the first six weeks of the season, and he's been a little banged up lately. And uh, hopefully that hip will heal at the All Star break. Will definitely help there. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, we'll we'll see how how it goes here. It, it definitely has not been the season that we were hoping for the last time we talked. But um, you know, there's still a lot of basketball left. Definitely. And the, what I was gonna bring up about how you said you know the team kind of goes as John goes, and he actually said after he found out that he was selected that. Uh, this is his quote. When I have a great defensive game, everyone else follows my lead. When I have a bad one, we tend to lose those games. So the key for me as a leader is to be both better on both ends of the floor, but most importantly on the defensive end and to be more engaged. So like you're saying, like it's not like these guys don't know what they need to do. And at this point, I think there's been enough talk about it inside and outside the locker room that it's like, okay, we have, what, 35 more games this season before the playoffs. We need to lock in and play like every game's the playoffs. Because otherwise, yeah. we're going to get there, and we're going to we're going to be inconsistent in the playoffs too. Yeah, and I also think I mean, look. So we're we're here on the official team podcast, so I'm not going to be like super critical. There <laughs> definitely is room to be really critical of what of the way they've played and the way they've handled some of these games over the last few months. And I, I think you're starting to see national people catch on to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that, that like. If you wanted to be a little bit more sympathetic toward the Wizards, I do kind of understand why they would like. I'd, uh, nationally, a lot of people look at them as a, as an entitled team, and uh, which they they don't really have any business being because they haven't really won anything that matters over the last few years. But I also think that there's a the flip side of that story is that the Wizards know that the season is going to be judged based on what they do in the playoffs right so getting through some of these some of these sort of meaningless not not meaningless but i like these middle months of the season can be tough and uh and i think john and brad and everybody everybody in that locker room is is starting to realize that like to be an elite team you have to really like go hard for nine months straight and that's a really tough job and uh and i think they're probably beginning to appreciate exactly how hard it is to do that year after year and uh so that's part of the process too you know it's not it's it's not just winning in the playoffs that makes really good teams really good over the over the long haul so um so we'll see if they can respond that's right and this is still a young team i think people don't just because they have the experience doesn't mean that maybe leadership-wise and mentally that they, they are as mature as some of the other teams have. You know, it took Lowry and DeRozan a long time to, to get to where they are now. Again, that team has had less playoff success than this team, but I think you see it in the regular season with the Raptors is, is they beat all these subpar teams. Um, and so it's interesting to look at the comparison and, and what really matters because there's almost – an absence of answers right now and and that I think what you said is it's January 25th and what's the point of today <laughs> when you feel like you're going to get in the playoffs you you 
in terms of a tournament mode against the East, they can probably compete with any team, especially with the way Cleveland looks right now. So, uh, But I wanted to bring it back nationally. Uh, you wrote a very great piece called Coming to America on for Sports Illustrated about players from all over the globe that have come to America and adjusted uh, through the years and, and how it's been different, you know, with the, the unicorn era of Kristaps, Joel, Giannis versus uh, the older guys like Vlade, uh, Drazen Petrovic and those guys. So I, I wanted to hear kind of how that story came about and, and how you got to talk to so many people to, and how long it took and everything. Yeah, um, well, it was it was definitely some of the most fun I've had reporting over the years. Uh, it's it actually started at Verizon Center last year. I was it was a Heat Wizards preseason game, and I was where the in magic the happens. Locker room. And uh, just chatting with Goran Dragic about, uh, excuse me, I always mispronounce his name, but chatting with Goran Dragic there you go. about yeah. how uh, just how the adjustment happened when he got to America, and talking about different food and different and, and speaking English with teammates and how that process went, and um, he because he came into Phoenix and was with Grant Hill and Boris Diaw and. And it was really interesting to sort of hear his story. And what that led to was me walking away and sitting there during the Heat Wizards preseason game saying, man, I would listen to like any number of international players tell their story. And, um, and so that's sort of what I did is over the next year of reporting and, and being at uh, basketball games, uh, whenever there were teams who had come through town with with various international players i would i would pull one of them aside and, and talk for 10 minutes 15 minutes about uh the way they they came over here and the transition they went through and and the challenges and and what worked and it was so much fun man and then i also talked to some people at the at the nba right and talked yeah. about how the league handles it and uh and and how the league has sort of invested abroad to promote some of this growth that we're seeing now and so it, it turned into a much bigger project than i ever anticipated but uh but it was pretty rewarding too along the way because i just got to, to meet a lot of really thoughtful uh interesting people yeah and it's and it and it turned out to be just just an awesome piece and i, I want to ask without obviously people need to go read the whole story and and read everything that you wrote and, you, and came up with because it, it really is really thorough and there's some really good nuggets but I, I just wanted to ask like what was probably what was maybe like a like a like a great similarity that a lot of those guys shared that maybe we don't really realize you know i mean i know that everybody's story is totally different but you know is there like a common thread that they all share or, you know to talk to each other those kinds of things so it was interesting because i think there was um, I think, you know, I, I talk to people across eras. And so I talked to guys like Sarunas Marcellonis and Vlade Divac, who were part of the first wave of European professional players to come over here. And uh, things were obviously very different for them in, like, 1989 versus coming over today, in, in, in large part because the NBA has, has built an infrastructure that sort of eases the transition for international players and uh and and now there are so many more 
people in the league who have experience abroad that like it's it people understand what those players are going through better than they ever did but um but i think even across generations one of the common threads is that those guys anyone who's coming over here at, at thousands of miles away uh is really going to rely heavily on on their teammates to help them adjust like i talked to marchin gortat and he mentioned um, both Hito Turkoglu in Orlando uh, and then also Dwight Howard. And, and that was one of the cool things to me is that among every, uh, among every international player I talked to, or almost everyone, they would mention someone who was from around the world who helped them sort of get to know America. But then they would also mention guys who were, who were American who sort of reached out and, and played that veteran role to sort of teach them how everything worked and um and it's something that like even american rookies go through that where everybody sort of needs their vet to to show them the ropes and uh take care of them and so like there was something it it was kind of profound and there's there's like a universal baseline for what everybody goes through that uh cuts cuts through some of the the cultural dynamics and uh, it was it was just kind of cool to see that thread show up in almost every every story i heard and have, have you did you do a semester abroad or have you traveled much like did do you think that that kind of opened up your eyes as well if you had that experience you know i haven't traveled i mean i, I didn't do a a semester abroad uh i had a, a good friend who lived in china and I visited him um, like five years ago. It was during the NBA lockout, so I visited him and actually went to see J.R. Smith play in a small Chinese city called Iwu. And um, so I, I got, I've gotten a, like a taste of international basketball, but I think doing this story and getting to know some of the people involved, like I, I definitely look forward to checking out more, and uh, in particular, like, China and Yao Ming's impact was mm. a, was an area that I wasn't able to cover in this story, and uh, that's that's a bucket list feature down the road. But um, but yes, I, like more than anything, this made me want to continue to travel and like Basketball Without Borders, uh, which I, I talk about in the story, is a pretty um, it's like a wild success story of the NBA's, and like I definitely want to tag along down the road on one of those trips sounds like a, a book maybe in your future <laughs> it would be great it would be great to one day write a book about it we'll see what happens <laughs> all right andrew well we want to thank you for joining us on the podcast uh wizards fans thunder uh tonight thursday eight o'clock tnt national tv again and then saturday uh, in atlanta i think it's a seven thirty start uh on saturday so the road trip will uh wrap up then uh but and hopefully, you know, this road trip maybe finishes three and two, and and the Wizards come back to to take on the Thunder, where we'll be doing our uh, City Edition jersey release. They'll be wearing them that day, so that's really exciting. Uh, what do you think of those jerseys, by the way, Andrew? I was I was pumped, um, and you know what else I'm really excited about mm. is uh, the GoGo. The the everything about the DC GoGo franchise has me thrilled. That's great. Um, I can't wait to see the new arena. I can't wait to be able to purchase a jersey. Like I'm all in on on everything about that franchise. 
Yeah, it's going to be really, really exciting. I saw the arena coming along the, uh, a couple weeks ago, and it's going to be cool. It's going to be a good. It's going to be a good atmosphere, and for people who are basketball I, I nerds, we'll get to see a bunch of people that we watch in college and all that stuff too. So it'll be good. It'll be it'll be great. I didn't realize that that arena was opening next year. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, shooting for October. The Mystics will yeah. be playing there not this summer, but the next summer, and then the Go Go will be up and running for this fall. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big win. Big win for the city, big win for the Wizards. It'll be very cool. Um, well, listen, thanks for having me on, and uh, I hope to see you guys down at the stadium uh, in the next couple weeks. Sounds cool, good. Man. We'll see you there. Ciao for now, Wiz Kids. Thank you.